at one point, everyone was just like chanting, like, like start the march. Yeah. Because we had just been march. standing. <laughs> and so there was this 10 year old boy who had climbed up into one of the trees on the mall, probably about half a block away from us. Yeah. And people started chanting because he had a vantage point because he was up <laughs> in a tree. The whole crowd started chanting, Boy in the tree, what do you see? <laughs> it was like thousands of people <laughs> chanting to this 10-year-old boy like he's Bran in Game of Thrones, like merging with the tree. <laughs> and then, like, he, at first he didn't understand what people were saying. He was just, like, so, he was, like, embarrassed. Yeah, and then he realized that we were trying to get him to say, like, and so it was just thousands of people chanting, boy in the tree, boy in the tree, what do you see? <laughs> and then he started to get down, and then it was boy in the tree, stay in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> he stayed in the tree, though. He was just getting a phone to take pictures for everybody. Yeah, and then he, like, stayed up there for, like, two hours, and then, like, Everybody just, just so, I think, delirious that they just were, like, he became, like, the best part. He became our champion. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we finally got down, he was with his parents. He looked like the little boy in Outlander, too. Like, he was so adorable. He was so adorable. Like, it wouldn't have worked with just any little boy. <laughs> no. And then everyone's, like, high-fiving him, but, like, as people were headed you home. You know someone who touched his hand. Yes. <laughs> and we were like, boy, the tree. It was so I, 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 and, I mean, and we were like, no one, no one will understand why this was so funny. I know. But we just wanted to share it with you. Yeah. Alright guys, so let's get into it, Joe and Shaheen. We are on episode 17 of May We Geek Again, a show about Woo! the hundred. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Why first is my was... is funny? <laughs> <laughs> because you're just so Because it is the most enthusiastic. enthusiastic, yeah. It's the most like hype you are for the next like 120 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Uh, that, it, it's like a roller coaster. It's just like all we've reached the pinnacle. From there, right? yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much pretty all much. downhill. <laughs> By the end of the podcast, you're like, so in conclusion, I really oh, like God. that that ship. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, let me scroll on up so I know what I'm supposed to say. I can't I can't speak without a script, guys, because I'm I'm useless as a human being. Cold open, music intro, vocal intro. Host it's not like we've done this all a few done. times. Yeah, haven't done this a few times. So, all y'all listening, it? what? No, I, I got it. All y'all listening, um, you can find us on social media on Twitter and Facebook at May We Geek Again. Um, let me sip my tea real quick. Oh, how's your shit. fucking tea? Like everyone oh. used to be drunk on this podcast. Now you guys are like sipping tea on a on an afternoon like old people. Well, I have a good excuse. I okay. have I have stomach issues. I might have an ulcer or cancer. We don't know yet. I'll find out in a week or so. Um, so, so fingers crossed, it's not cancer. Um, but but Shaheen, I he just can't don't want to die. That's it. <laughs> he can't hold his alcohol and remember to hydrate at the same time. Yeah, this has nothing to do with alcohol. This has to do with you having massive dehydration and then blaming the alcohol. Leave alcohol out of this, Shaheen. It's your decisions. That, yeah, that made, you're that the made yesterday last it's, week poor. It, it's not. It's not the. It's not the gun that kills people, Shaheen. It's it's the people 
that 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 hold that shoot the gun. I don't know what the what the analogy is. No, this is, was but, terrible. But obviously, you are you are in the wrong here, Shaheen, and alcohol positions. Yeah, don't I'm he- I'm don't talk shit about of- alcohol. Uh, All right, so so let's get into this. So I just want to tee up at uh, near the end of this podcast. Um, we're, we have a special, very special treat for you guys. Um, I interviewed uh, a couple of our, I would call them internet friends, but I don't consider them internet friends anymore. I consider them straight friend friends. Um, Why do they Chick- have to be straight, Jen? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> like. You know, things change. Maybe look, you know. Look, it, it's 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 the it's the Trump United States of America now. I don't give a we shit about minorities. Straight friends. It's all about straight white people now. Um, so I I interviewed Capital Chick and Bubbles Love, two two folks that uh, we met in on Reddit and became uh, friends with. Um, we haven't cybered yet. Still waiting for that. <laughs> Oh, but we uh, spoke to them about Unity Days and their experience, some of their impressions. So at the end of the podcast, we've got a a special about 30 minute long interview with those guys. And I want to thank them both for for participating. It was kind of rough for them both because they were both uh, hung the fuck over (laughs) after the Women's Day March yesterday. Well, it's it's I don't think it was the March so much as it was the 3 a.m. karaoke. And the drinking. <clears throat> so, but somehow they they were alive this morning and, and, and a great interview. Shaheen, you could probably take some notes on how to prop- properly process alcohol in your body. All right, so let's get into this episode. So what we're going to be talking today uh, is we're going to be talking about some what ifs. Basically, coming up with scenarios about, hey, what if this happened instead of what actually happened through the first three seasons. And then later on, we'll be talking about season four predictions because season four is a, a scant week and a half away, guys. I'm so excited. So excited. So excited. That's my so excited voice. <laughs> I know. It sounds a lot like you're talking to your dog is, is what that is. That's I'm what so that voice excited. sounds like. Yeah. Who's I hope that's boy? not your sex voice, Jen. <laughs> Burn. Like, is that wow. all? Does that include all excitement? Or <laughs> is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> You're uncomfortable. Yeah, You're just a bystander through all of this. <laughs> a bystander to your excitement voice. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's move. Let's move on. So let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk about what ifs. Um, I only have one, so let's go to Shaheen first um, to discuss oh, your what ifs. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, shit. You got to lead off. Be on point, buddy. Uh, all right. Uh, so I've got two. <laughs> um, which one you want to do first? Up to you. It's your what ifs, dude. So remember when uh, Clark wanted to kill Lexa? Yeah, that was a great time, wasn't it? <laughs> in, uh, we were so ep- young and innocent three. back then. Yeah. 303. So um, <laughs> what if that had happened? Like I she mean, was legit going to kill her. The a- fandom would have would exploded and imploded and then doubled in on itself. Uh, yeah. Uh, from a fandom I'm, standpoint. Story I don't wise. Even, oh, story-wise? Um, oh, oh okay. so let's talk in a vacuum then, I suppose. What if I So the idea was that she was gonna then be allies with Naya, right? 
Ron that would have been her, interesting as fuck, I think. Roan told her if you do that for us, then uh, Naya will be on your side. Right. A, do we trust them? Like, do we trust yeah, Ice Nation? good question. And B, like, what would have... Okay, does that mean that Mount Weather never would have happened? And what would have happened with regard to Allie? Because if Clark is on the side of who's in power, in this case, it would have been Ice Nation. I don't think that... I, I would have hoped that with uh, with the Queen still alive, that she she seemed shrewd enough uh, not to get involved with this alley nonsense. I think that the um, yeah Naya would probably not take the chip. she she would not have bought bought any of Jaha's crazy Kool Aid. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe things would have been a little bit well, but then we wouldn't have known about uh, the the impending six month slash two or three month uh, you know nuclear nonsense that's about to happen um so no, I mean, you're assuming that none of the alley storyline would happen I, i'm gonna assume that i don't say none well i mean the, the alley storyline for for much of 3a ran parallel to the stuff that was happening in polis and parallel to this to the political stuff that was happening in arcadia so i'm gonna assume that the outcome of the whole alley storyline is going to be the same um but that polis she's still wouldn't a huge have fallen threat. But Polis wouldn't have fallen without without uh, Antari, and I don't think uh, Queen Naya would have would have allowed any of that nonsense to happen. Um, I think I think we could. I, so I, I think that that they could have set up some really interesting conflict and dynamic between Naya and Antari, because obviously Antari did not like Naya and chafed under her. Um, her leadership and she was kind of an imposing force. So what if, what if Jaha was able to, um, what if Jaha was able to prey on her, her um, insecurities? Um, Because we also don't know if the chip was transferred from, or the flame was transferred in this scenario from, from Lexa to Antari. What if, what if the, what if the chips, um, yeah, who who would have been commander? Well, I mean, what if the what if the chips fate was the same fate as we actually did see in season three, where it was not allowed to be put in Antari because it would be too dangerous? Um, so we, I think there there could have been like a really interesting thing where Jaha's like, hey, psh, Antari, um, you're under kind of the thumb of of Queen Naya over there, but you're supposed to be the commander of everybody? Like, what's up with that? Well, I can help you shed Naya's influence. I can move her out of the way for you. All you have to do is eat this very tasty chip um, and, you know, work with me on this. And I think Antari would have been. I think Antari isn't a strong enough person to not um, give into, into her insecurities. So I think it's... I, I just, like... What position would Clark have been in then at that point? Well, yeah, because I feel like if Clark had killed Lexa, then then it still would have been like all of the grounders uniting against the Sky Crew. Like that would not. Well, except have Lexa been... would, or uh, Naya would have been at the top of the grounder coalition, and she wanted to. I mean, Ron claimed that she would have been allies with Clark, so I assume then she would have said. Everyone shut up. We're good with Sky Crew now. You know, yeah, kind of like I, what Lexa was doing, except it looks like Naya has more charisma or something and people listen to her more. <laughs> I, I just don't think that um, 
I, I just don't trust Naya to keep her word. Like Rowan can can be a proxy for her and say, oh, this is what's going to happen. Um, but I think I don't think Naya respects her son very much. Um, she's a bad mom. Let's just face it. Like her and um, Hannah kind of were in the running for worst mom on the show. Um, so I mean, like I just I just don't know. And then so so then you'd also have the scenario where you've got Pike and Farm Station are like, uh, yo, you just allied with the people that basically slaughtered us and our children when we. Um, when we came down, so I think it, I think yeah. that's a very interesting question about. I mean, what they would they would have said that one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think that I think um, I think that would have been interesting because what they could have done with Clark is take her on a darker turn, um, and kind of let Bellamy be the the good guy, quote unquote, as as close as you're going to get to one in this show. Uh, when uh, if if she had killed Lexa, but that would have been a shit show. That would have been like, <laughs> oh man, that would have been that would have been interesting. So let's move on to the so, next one you've got. Yeah, speaking uh, oh. of Allie, um, what would have happened to Allie? Well, I have a slightly different question. So, wait, what? Am I hearing a bottle opening? No, that's me screwing on the top to my tea because I have it in a big old, oh. big old, uh, you know, those, those, those containers that I'm keep just your drinks warm. Like, I, I don't even care at this point. Like, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> like, I thought somebody was drinking. You stop listening right after the no. <laughs> that's basically. <laughs> I'm sorry right if I'm trying no. to, like, preserve my, my stomach from, uh, like, killing me. So. You don't take, you don't take this art seriously enough, Jen. By the way, I have the same stomach issue as Jen does. And you're not. And I, I also have the other thing that you're not taking seriously. Anyway, moving on. So speaking of Allie. <laughs> Look um, who's running the pod today. So, so Allie and Jaha. <laughs> Allie and Jaha, I think, were doing really good. Like, they were uh -huh. being super smart. Um by the time they moved to Polis, like when they took over Arcadia, that was this that was a great move, right? So they, they coerced one person or two people, arguably, like if you count Raven too. Um and then they didn't have to coerce anyone because everyone took the chip on it looked like on Abby's authority, right? So they took took over Arcadia, um Without, you know, making any scenes or, you know, without crucifying anyone or, you know, they basically just coerced one person and that was it. When they moved to Polis, I wonder, what if they used the same strategy? I mean, they got Antari, right? And then on, on Tari's authority, so that was also super smart. Like when Jaha came in and he just owned the room and he just got Antari like within five seconds duped, duped her into taking the chip that was great so and then they were presumed I assume the majority vast majority of people in Polis would take the chip on Antari's authority or either out of out of, out of fear of Antari or out of respect for Antari or whatever um, <clears throat> and Ali said when when they were torturing people and crucifying it, Ali said, we still have a 3% rejection rate. 
I don't know if that means that they had a 3% rejection rate before coercion and it stayed 3%. I assume that's the more unlikely scenario. I think they probably had a higher rejection rate before and now it's down to 3%. So we don't know what that was, but I don't think it would have been more than like 10%. So if they get all of Arcadia, well, except for the delinquents or whoever is out, um, which is not more than like 12 people, um, and they get 90% of polis, they don't have to do anything. They don't have to torture anybody, um, right? So you're just looking for a kindler, gentler Jahan Ali? Yeah, it's like what – that's what brought them down was being assholes. So what if they weren't – like they didn't <laughs> have to be assholes. They could just take – like what's wrong with that? And then with the the other 10%, once you have everyone, you can – with the other 10%, you can, you know, have a variety of strategies. You can just tell them, hey, this is what's going to happen. Uh, you know, want to take a chip or not? Shaheen, let me ask you a question. Would what have been a boring we, show, what, right? What show are we discussing? <laughs> uh, have, has anything ever gone easy on this show? And they're like, oh, well, you know what? You won't take the chip. Okay. I understand. <laughs> um, well, could you swing by for dinner later on? And I can just further enumerate my argument as to why you should <laughs> take the chip for you. Um, I'll be serving some... Some some steaks and some baked potatoes. Um, let me know if you have any allergies, and we'll we'll clear this up. <laughs> we'll we'll even have a really good talk about it too. Like I'm we'll just all saying that, sit that wasn't even from from like an AI's point of view. If you guys, because you guys keep saying AI's don't have emotions, um, which I'm not so sure about, but whatever. You say AIs don't have emotions, so they have like pure logic or whatever that means. Even from like a purely instrumental standpoint, like you have this goal of getting the most people chipped. Um, they, they didn't follow the smartest strategy, even from that standpoint. Well, they 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 followed, I think, the shortest strategy. Um, it's, it's far easier to get to your end goal uh, and more efficient to get to your end goal if you force people there. Well, it's not rather efficient than try if, to reason if you with cause them. a backlash and, and cause your own failure. Yeah, but the backlash was so insignificant that it was almost a, a you know, rounding error, basically. Um, you know, at that point, you're like, oh, 3% resists. Pfft, who cares? Um, well, no, the 3% resists. Re- Resist, but then there is also like a one percent of people who who gets pissed at you and starts a rebellion against you. Like, what would Clark's excuse be if if they didn't coerce anyone? What would Clark's? I mean, they coerced Abby. That's it. That that was the you know. Yeah. That's in the past. But now, like, they're not coercing anyone else. Um, what? How would Clark convince people to follow her to destroy Ali? Or why would her want to do that? I don't know, but I feel it would probably like be through some speech that would be like co-written by Ryan Murphy about like hope <laughs> and and the the goodness of humanity and free will is important. Um, and it'd be really sappy and bad. And then they like end maybe with a with like a "Don't stop believing," um, like cast. Why are, why are we, type wait, thing. are we watching Glee? 
I just said it was co-written by Ryan Murphy. Are you not paying attention, Joe? Yeah, but like, here's the thing. Like, everyone talks about Ryan Murphy being Glee, but he was also, you know, American Horror Story and popular, like, both of which are far darker than Glee. Yeah, but he's also not really good. So, (laughs) sorry, Ryan Murphy, if you're listening. Yeah, right? Damn, we're never getting him on the show. (laughs) What do you think, Joe? About what? About this scenario. (sighs) So, no coercion after Abby. I mean, but then, like, what's the point? Like, what? The point of what? Like, what happens then? (laughs) Like, does Allie just go, so, hey, no more coercion, but... So, hey, guys. Hi. Like, like, was her whole goal to actually... Do we believe that her whole goal was just to, like, upload humanity to her, you know, cloud-based service so that, like, human so like. minds can survive the apocalypse? But, like... Well, that, that was her... That was her... That was her, um... That was her... Directive. her right, but... But, to like, if... Humanity. But here's my confusion, is that, so she's talking about, though, that she can't stop all of these reactors from melting down and all that sort of stuff. How do we know that, like, whatever servers and stuff she lives on, you know, at some point don't need to be maintained or to have some sort of human interference with it? Like, I'm sort of confused as to where she sees her own endgame. You know, well, let's say she gets all the, the Ark survived 200 years in space. Or I guess you oh, say oh, so you can say people went outside to fix it, but yeah, just, and that's just part of the bullshit science <laughs> I, uh, for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, just, it's, I think like assume. it was a, it was pretty smart to upload herself into the ghost eye ring, the arc, the the remaining part of the arc, because um, then you have solar power. But I understand your point about like, well, it's gonna have you're gonna have to like fix some nut, nuts and bolts, and some parts are gonna break apart. So. Um, yeah, that's just, yeah, there's no answer to that. Like, I, I just, I don't know how long of a term. And again, this, <clears throat> again, this gets, this gets into our whole, you know, sex in the city of light discussion of, well, we didn't really see enough of what was happening there to like really even say whether or not she had sort of figured out how to give human consciousness, like a satisfying place to be. Mm-hmm. But regardless, we know that her goal was to chip everybody, right? Even Raven, who came out of the City of Light, said that that's what um, Allie's goal is. And Mm -hmm. the only thing that she found in the City of Light code that was a secret um, was the Citadel and I guess the kill switch in there. And we found Mm -hmm. out that that was also... So at the end of the day, we didn't hear about any other sort of ulterior motive or other plans that she might have had. Her plans seem to be chip as many people as possible as fast as possible. And I'm just saying, like, even from a just purely, you know, self-interested standpoint, if that's your goal, it's not the most efficient way to do it. So basically, we say, we can say that Allie was woefully unprepared for the future. <laughs> She's just, like, fucking winging it at some point. Like, ah. <laughs> Sure, oh. let's try this. Hopefully, the I think it's Jaha's will... fault. It's obviously Jaha's fault. Well, what isn't Jaha's fault at this point in time? Sorry, Danny. <laughs> Jaha just fucked the city of life. Number one Danny fan. All right, so uh, D- Joe, do you have any what ifs? I don't see any on the run sheet. Oh, oh no. Okay, the no, you do have one yeah, on there. I have one. God damn I have it! One. You had to. I had to add one. one. 
Can't be left out of the conversation, can you, Joe? I mean, you keep on trying to exclude, you know, FOMO. but Jen, it's not all about, you know, straight, straight white people. Yes, right. it is. Hello. <laughs> it says Trump's um, America. <laughs> Trump's um, America, baby. Um, so, well, let, let me, let me go on the really boring one so we can, we can, uh, we can end on a high note with yours. Oh, yes. Did you just compliment did, did I, did, No, that's really pandering to you to keep you <laughs> and an even keel throughout the rest of this podcast, basically, to keep you engaged. Um, so my what if is boring and predictable, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Bloop, bloop. What if Charlotte didn't kill Wells? And maybe instead kill that motherfucker. Why do you think that's boring? Because like everybody asked that. That that's oh. like the like if you were having a a what if session with a bunch of random fans, that would probably be the number one question that would come up on everyone's brain. Uh-huh. Um, my thought around that is I I I think Wells would have been a really interesting character in in that he would have been a, a great point of view character to understand um, Clark's evolution. Uh, from who she was on the arc, because he, she, he's the only person that has any experience with her besides, um, besides Abby, who we don't get her, we, we get her point of view a little bit in season two. Um, I, I, well, not a little bit. We get a, her point of view a lot as far as, you know, the decisions and, and the stuff that the Clark has to, to, to do. Um, but, but Wells, Wells would have been interesting because, like, what kind of character would Wells have been? Would he have been more of the peace-loving characters, like, like, the, like Finn was for a while? Um, would he have, or would his path had kind of mirrored Clark's in that he would, he would go to whatever lengths he needed to protect his people? And I always land on the side with Wells. I always land on the side of, well, he's a he's a precious little cinnamon roll. He would have been, he would have been like Finn, except better. In, in all aspects. <laughs> I mean, well, sorry, so, sorry, Finn fans. <laughs> said no one ever. Um, no, no. But like, Except for that one person on. on oh my the, God, that Twitter. one person who like bitched that like they no. were giving up the show because Finn died. <laughs> Never watching this show ever again. 10, 10, horrible. I'm like, 10 out of what? What is your criteria for your 10? Negative out of 10, 10 out of 10. But no. Okay. So here's my issue with Wells. Great, great guy, great character. That character had absolutely no place because you're saying, oh, well, we would have gotten to find out what kind of a person, um, you know, Clark had been on on the arc. The whole point of this show is that we're not the show puts characters in positions where they become who they are, um, you know, in the face of adversity and so uh-huh. I think I, I don't think it serves us to find out because, again, we've we've had a few like flashback episodes and stuff like that. Um, and we saw a little bit more of how the adults sort of behaved because they were still left on the arc. Um, but but a lot of the show has been centered on, OK, well, now that you're on the ground and you're not stuck up in space, who are you? And so it kind of doesn't matter who Clark was on the arc. The whole point is that she is no longer princess. Um, so to have Wells be sort of this like anchor of like, hey, hey, remember that time on the arc? You know, hey, remember, remember the, all the stuff that we did? I, I, I don't think that there's a purpose to that character. And then, you know, I think, I think, let's say that Lincoln shows up or something like that. Sure, I think that Wells would have been, um, you know, peace loving and and let's hang on, like let's not torture this guy, that sort of thing. But then, okay, well then, what's the point of Octavia? You know, I think I think that the issue with Wells is that a lot of sort of what he represented um, as things that we would have liked to have seen or expected from his character were already sort of done by other characters. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I, I guess I disagree a little bit that that he didn't serve a purpose in giving us a bit of a backstory of what Clark was like on the Ark. I think I think we could have benefited maybe from some more uh, flashbacks. I know we're all a huge fan of the flashbacks. Um, Getting to the predictions soon. I'm excited to talk about flashbacks. Uh, yeah, yours is crack smoke way out there. <laughs> um, but like, I just think. Like, we, we know who Clark is at the very beginning from the pilot episode. She's like an earnest tryhard, a bit of a, a bit of a, um, she's kind of like a less intense Paris from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I'm going stupid with okay. my references okay. now. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. I, no, no, um, I can see that. Okay. Oh, you can't, wait, oh, what? You watch Gilmore Girls? I mean, for, for like the season and a half of Gilmore Girls that I watched before my ears started to bleed. Okay, yeah, I, I, I can, I can see where you're going with that. Like half of my brain is turned to mush, and I just have it on in the background. Um, but I, I think it's like it would have been fascinating to see at least a little bit more of Clark and what type of person that she was to make her evolution throughout the series even more so. We do have people who talk about the evolution of characters in general, like who we are and who we need to be to survive, or two separate things, or what if this is who we are now. Um, though I think that's important, but who were you are back? Who were you back then? Um, it, it, we get a little bit of that with Bellamy, um, but we don't necessarily get a ton of that with, with anybody but Bellamy and say Finn and Raven. So I, I think Wells could have, could have been a little bit more of a, a in service, I, I would say in service more to Clark's character than his own at times. And I know we, we, we bulk at that when, it's a woman who's advancing a man's storyline or who is, you know, complementary to a man's main storyline. So maybe I'm being a bit of a hypocrite there. But I also really liked Wells. Um, and I would have much preferred to see him survive, at least throughout, through season one, than, than Finn. Mm. Finn. Oh, well, I mean, Finn yeah. and Wells could have been melded into the same person, uh, to be honest with you. So yeah, that, why? Because here's the thing. Like, it would have been... I think almost even better conflict. Like hypothetically, let's say Will Wells and Finn were the same person. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that Wells Finn. What does that even mean? It, well, let's <laughs> bear with me here. God damn it. Um, so like, let's say that they were the same person, but with with sort of very similar backstories. AKA grew up um, very close to Raven and very close to Clark, and so that when they got down to Earth and. You know, Wells Finn was like, hey, Raven's, you know, dead. This person that I've been really, really close to my entire life, like, you know, suddenly I'm realizing these feelings. Um, I think that that actually could have really kind of worked um, as far as also making the quote unquote love triangle a bit more believable because there would have been history between all three of those characters. Um, and so it would have been. Well, maybe- so I think that. Wait, what? <laughs> I just said fanfic. <laughs> well, I mean, now I'm going to go looking for it. And if it's Are you not saying there, Clark, Wells, and Bellamy? No, no, Clark, Clark Wells, Wells, and Raven. Raven. So oh, let's say and the, what if Raven and Clark are both like, let's just ditch the dude? Wait, that, what? That, Raven, that fanfic Raven likes exist. Wells. Oh, okay. So that's the sense in which Wells is Finn. Raven yeah. likes him. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, write, so, if you write so like, the backstory, Finn's backstory into Wells, um, like so, Clark and Finn, well, so, best, or Clark and Wells, best friends, uh, Raven Wells and, and Wells, getting it on. Mm-hmm. I'm just so very musical. If, assuming Charlotte didn't 
Charlotte didn't kill Wells, um, but keeping all the other assumptions yeah. constant, I think that, um, I mean, I'm not going to make any predictions about Wells in the future because given how turbulent the trajectory of every character is on this show. Um, but I, I like we can only tell for like he would have been how he would have acted for a few episodes. Who knows what would have happened? But um, I think one thing that we can maybe predict with some confidence is that uh, Clark would have used Wells as a, as her co-leader because, as we've come to know, she needs a co-leader. Um, and it was the vacuum created by Wells' death that made her turn to Bellamy, right, um, as a co-leader. And, oh, and if that hadn't happened, that. I think that she would have just stayed with Wells as the co-leader and, and Bellamy would have been the, the rebel asshole. I don't know. I think, um, I think I don't was. it was necessary. Like once, cause neither Wells nor Clark could hold a crowd the way Bellamy could. Yeah. So, so Clark and Wells are kind of the same type of leader. And I think they're both ineffectual in, in the way that Joe just stated is they can't get a, they can't rally a crowd. Um, I mean, maybe Clark is developing that scope because I think she speechifies at some point in season four because we've seen we won't just um, live, we'll survive, we'll thrive or something like that. It's like, well, she gave speeches. You uh, can round back bitch. in season one. She would uh, like sometimes like remember that one time when Bellamy was making a speech about how they they need oh, to leave? staying or leaving. Yeah. And like yeah, she that. took it and totally turned it around <laughs> um, and she starts with. Bellamy is right, and then she turns it to the complete opposite. <laughs> Except with, uh, he's, what Bellamy he's was wrong, saying. and I'm going to enumerate why. Bellamy is <laughs> yeah. right, but not as right as me. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I she would it. she would do fine. And Wells, who knows if Wells was a right? Like, what if Wells rouser? like flipped out and started killing a bunch of people? I think that um, would have been really interesting, though. Like, what if his what if his trajectory turned really dark what would have like, that what would that have done with jaha that's my question jaha comes oh, down that does, been, oh does so jaha if, even go on what his if Wells was alive when jaha uh wanted to start his pilgrimage guys that would have been that's what i'm so saying interesting. would he have even gone on his oh. pilgrimage because i feel oh. like his pilgrimage was like sort of a like self-flagellation yeah, that's what messed like, him up <laughs> like i wonder i wonder at what point Jaha believed oh, that he would find faith. the city of light versus whether he like occasionally thought that he was going to die out there. But well, like, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have been Abraham if he hadn't killed his son. So, oh well, look at the but big would Abraham yeah. not kill his son. He wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't have been the, the knight of faith. So that whole storyline. He would have been the storyline. So we're not accepting. <laughs> yeah, so Ali like, wouldn't have. In other words, if Charlotte didn't kill Wells, Ali wouldn't have happened. That's what I'm saying. So, like, Bam. so really, there. really, the city of light is Charlotte's there. fault or Wells's fault? <laughs> it's All right, well, Bellamy's on, fault for, for, uh, you know, saying all that bullshit to Charlotte that confused the hell out of the kid. <laughs> stupid. Well, I think, I think we can just all agree that kids are just stupid anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's pretty much the moral of this entire show. Yeah, if you take nothing away from the, this podcast, listeners, uh, kids are dumb. Um, all right, so let's move on to your what if, Joe, and let, let's uh, see what... It, okay, so your what if is what if they hadn't blown up Mount Weather? Yeah. 
because. So are you talking about Naya? What yeah, if, like what if Naya or had the Grounder Coalition? Because again, remember, it's not just Naya; it's all of the Grounders. So what if they decided not to blow up Mount Weather? Yeah, like what if? And again, like this kind of actually has to do with I kind of would have liked for them to have had uh, what's his name. Um, Carl, Carl Emerson, Mount Weather security detail as like a villain that comes back way later in the show. Um, but, but point is that, you know, they don't blow up Mount Weather. So Sky Crew does move into there. Um, what kind like, would Allie still have happened? Because again, this population wouldn't have been as vulnerable, um, and wouldn't have maybe been as defeated feeling, um, you know, at, at kind of having to lose a bunch of stuff. I, I don't think Pike would have risen to power necessarily, but, you know, who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like asking what if uh, 9-11 hadn't happened. Um, like, would, I mean, like, you think it was a big enough event that, like, the entire trajectory would have changed? Yeah, because, like, that's why, the, why, that's why the Grounded Massacre happened. You Do know, we think the, that the Alliance the would have still happened, though? That's like, why Pike became... You know, I think that was a big boost for Pike. Um, what did what did you say, Joe? Well, do you like would would the alliance still have happened? Because it seems like the grounders were still not on board necessarily. Yeah, no, I mean, it's no, kind it of happens. the the grounder coalition. That's the thing. Like, so okay, so they hadn't blown up Mount Weather, but are you assuming that they would just then just you know swallow their all of the resentment and hate of Sky well, Crew and like, just I, like deal, deal with it, or I, I don't know. Like I mean, because Naya could have, like here's here's the thing. Like if Naya wanted power, right, and they needed to have a unanimous vote, mm-hmm. um, to take to take Lexa out of power, uh, and it seemed like before before they blew up Mount Weather, um, that the vote was there. Or, or no, no, sorry. It was, it was right after like that, that you got to see her with all of the, um, with all of the ambassadors, but, but who's to say like, why did that have to have to do with Mount Weather at all? Like, it seemed like Naya was going behind all of the uh, Lexus back anyway, to convince all of these ambassadors to, to join on her side. So like, I get that the idea of wanting to terrorize Sky Crew as this sort of like revenge or whatever. Um, but it didn't really seem necessary in terms of a, let's get the rest of the clans on Ice Nation's side so that they can overthrow Lexa. All, the, all that really needed to happen would be that Ice Nation gets the ambassadors onto, onto, onto its side and then have a vote, and the vote is unanimous. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that that did was, uh, quote, establish Naya's strength, end quote. Right? So, because yeah. the whole thing was, like, Lexa's weak. She didn't do a good, good job. She didn't take care of Mount Weather. Right. Um, so, so Naya was like, I'm going to finish it or whatever. Um, or I, I, it was actually it was never cleared up why exactly Lexa was considered weak. I always assumed that it was because she didn't fight Mount Weather um, and, and yeah. allowed someone else, namely Clark, to take down Mount Weather. And that just made her look beta or, or secondary. <laughs> oh, man. Are you pulling out some red pill? <laughs> so Lexa's such a beta. She needs to like. She needs to start nagging Clark. Totally. Is that why? She well, was I don't. Weak? Don't you think that like that betrayal on Mount Weather was like the biggest neg you could ever get? <laughs> and Clark still came back to her and then held oh, a knife yeah. in her throat and was like, "Actually, but wait, you are irresistibly hot. 
drops yeah. the knife. That was yeah, actually, actually really good, like, long, long flirt game by Lexa. Yeah, um, good job, Lexa. Yeah. Negging does, hey, everybody, negging does ne- work. Negging, totally, absolutely. Yeah. Lexa, but, pickup artist. Um, the destruction of Mount Weather was completely unnecessary for Naya's goals, is all I'm saying. Um. Well, like I said, it was necessary, or not necessary, but it was used to establish her strength. Yeah, so now you could say that she could have established Nation. her strength in a different way. Did anyone doubt Ice Nation's strength is my question, because their army was huge. Like, I think that it was known that Ice Nation is not to be fucked with. I think it was, I think it was the event that kind of tipped the, the scales, the, the uh, ambassador scales in her balance, because it was a show of strength. It was a show of, Naya don't give a fuck. And she's going to stand up to Lexa, so we can stand up to Lexa, too. It's not like, oh, Naya is going to stand up to Lexa, but she could waver and leave us, leave our asses hanging in the wind. So I think, like, that was a... Blowing up Mount Weather was an act she couldn't come back from. She had she was pot committed at that point in time. Like, all her chips are in the middle. She either wins that hand or she loses everything. So I I really think that it, it it made the statement that she needed to make to to ensure that everybody took her seriously. Um, otherwise, some ambassadors might be like, "Well, she's a lot of talk. She's Ice Nation has always been kind of a saber rattling um, clan. So we're not going to cross Lexa right now. We're just gonna we're gonna hold, we're gonna wait and see. We're just gonna sit here and, and see how things turn out. So, but assuming that they didn't blow up Mount Weather and Naya still had everyone behind her um then um okay what would have happened well that's quite Um, that's quite the gambit though that that she takes um i don't know um i think it would have made for a less interesting season because there's there's really (laughs) well all of these what ifs kind of do that like if yeah our what ifs are the worst guys (laughs) (laughs) it would just be like all right um the story ends here we still so, got 12 episodes to go. So what if we remove this crucial plot-hinging conflict from the story? Hmm, what do you guys think? <laughs> and go. <laughs> and go. Um, it ends after the next episode? But, 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 but here's the another question. So there are two well, questions wait, wait. To, to ask, right? One question is, what, what would have happened if Matt Weather didn't blow up? Yeah, as far as the uh, grounder or, or the situation on the ground is concerned with between the sky crew and, and grounders. And then another question is what would have happened to the whole alley thing? Because I don't know if Mount Weather was secure against the kind of radiation that Ali was talking about. I, I thought that, I mean, she made her calculations right It should have been, though. It should have been because it worked to keep them safe when the bombs dropped. So I would assume that it would be good well, enough. Well, this sounds like the the kind of radiation that she's talking about is even worse. I don't know because, um, like she she said that her drones discovered the the nuclear power plants four months ago, mm-hmm. and that's right about the time they dropped to the ground. Um, and so she made her calculations then and, and found out that. No one's going to survive. And at the time, she knew that Mount Weather existed. So I'm assuming that somehow she knew. And we know that Mount Weather had leaks and they were already kind of like um, Dante said that they were kind of falling apart already. That's one of the reasons they wanted to go to the ground was because the um, 
the bunker wasn't built to keep them there for that long. Anyway, so there's that question also, like, would I, because there's another bunker apparently that we see in the intro sequence. So can they go to that one or is it not big enough? Or, I don't know. Yeah. And the question about renewable resources comes into play as well. Then um, another question is, would the sky crew be okay with staying in Mount Weather and letting all the grounders uh, burn to death outside? I, I mean, think the answer is yes yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to, I think we're going to see that, um, come season four. So speaking of season four, we're going to get <gasps> into our what ifs next. So let's, let's take a quick break guys and come back in a second. Hey everybody, welcome back from break. Uh, we are now going to get into our season four predictions. Um, season four is happening in a scant 10 days on February 2nd. So get, wait, wait. I thought it was February 1st. Shut up. I hate Wednesday. you all. I hate you all. You both have screwed up my schedule so poorly now because I love how Joe, you thought it was yesterday. Well, it's, it's gotta be somebody's it's fault. Never, it's just never yours. Easy, easy for it to be your fault. So. Let's get into some of these season four predictions. So I'm going to go first, and I'm going to I'm going to say that I think that things aren't going to break down clan lines anymore, as far as conflicts are concerned, but really rather faction lines. So I think people are going to people are going to be like on team survive or team party or team try to attain power. I don't think you're going to see the same conflicts between grounders and sky crew as get in sky crew, blah, 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 that we've seen kind of like for the past three seasons, I I've been there, done that type of thing. So I think it would be interesting to see, um, if, if like somebody in sky crew and somebody in tree crew and somebody in Asgard are all on the same side and they just like, fuck Clark, she did this to us. We'd be eating ice cream right now if it weren't for her and they all kind of like band together to go after her or they band together to, to drink themselves to death or whatever. So I have that's a question. I have a question. Yeah. So let's say that we have like, it, it is known that your choice, I mean, this is, I guess my question that we're going to find out in season, season four, because we've definitely seen that uh, Echo is trying to get Rowan, uh, you know, kind of having a power grab or whatever, you know, with their survivors. Do we assume that when this happens that they don't know that the world is ending or that they don't believe that the world is ending? Because here's the thing is it's like if Clark comes to you and it's like, hey, so listen, um, shit's going down. It's not going to end well. Trust me on this. I have experience. And then Echo's like, fuck you, bitch. We're taking over. And it's just kind of like, what, you're going to be like king of the trash heap? Like, what? I'm curious for those who are going for a power grab in a situation where that's cool, you're going to be dead, you know, in charge of nothing. Well, I think... Like at um, what, do they not believe Sky Crew? Or do they I not don't tell? Know. Or from, Sky so, Crew from, not? so from what I've seen, and this was just new kind of footage released today, that Bellamy encourages Clark not to tell anybody about the end of the world until they can get a, a handle around it, like how to fix it. So it's unclear if she is going to follow Bellamy's advice or or if she's going to tell um, a select few people, maybe Abby and, and it Kane. It looked like maybe Jasper she... knew. At some um, point, yeah. Yeah, at some point. So we don't... I, I don't know what the timeline of any of these any of the scenes within these trailers is. So we could be looking at something, say, in, in episode seven or eight, where they do all find out eventually. Um, so I, I, I don't I don't know. Um, 
I think it would. I think it is an interesting concept to to consider that there's this power grab and this bullshit going on that no that Clark's like I don't have time to deal with with your shit and your power grabbiness and your political maneuverings because I've got other stuff I need to take care of. Um, if that kind of gets in the way of of them finding a, a way out of this situation, so I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, let's move on to some of your predictions, Joe. I think we can all kind of talk about this. It's a our, our favorite subject, death predictions. Yeah. Uh, should I talk about the the fantasy that I had? <laughs> oh yes, yes. <laughs> so that's because up, right? wait, 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 are... wait, 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 wait. I have to put my hands. I, I have to put my head on my hands and like stare into the microphone and go, yes, Shaheen, tell us about your fantasy, <laughs> please, Shaheen. <laughs> I think our listeners would like so to know. So I kind of have this Do fantasy that in season four, you guys are seriously. <laughs> um, Trash. That, <laughs> there's in uh, there's in season four. I, I kind of imagine there's this scene where Clark is walking by, and there's this um, as get a person, this Ice Nation person, talking to this farm station guy are they delivering a pizza with extra sausage yeah they're just (laughs) kind of like chatting each other up and you know there's feeling it out feeling it out yeah um or maybe it's a guy and a girl whatever girl girl and they're just talking and you know there's maybe maybe it's the guy who is like with the creepy eyes who's like let's go she wants bill and me maybe it's that guy and there's this as get a person with a freaky tattoo and the white war paint and they're just like happy and they're talking and Clark is like, what the heck? And they're like, yeah, we were friends in the City of Light. <laughs> you know, we just walked around senselessly together. When does your fantasy get to the fucking Shaheen? We have, I'm, having a, I'm having a hard time <laughs> Well, I know that they fiction. walked together in and out of a building and they had ice cream. Okay, so basically, basically like third base. <laughs> <laughs> they know each other on a semi-first name basis. Um, I mean, I think that this, like, yeah, like it gets into the question of how much time the farm has station passed. guy mispronounces the the Asgeta guy's name. Oh, probably, That's yeah, but sure. he doesn't care because you know whoever he's talking to, it was pretty hot in the city of light, and the ice cream was good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted Wait, you, Joe. I just want one rabbit hole in the city All of light. Right. Okay, how much time passed? Mm-hmm. Because it was only a few days that they were actually in the City of Light. How much time were they walking along the streets of Vancouver with unknown purpose, um, you know, in their in their mental fantasy? Like, was it years? Like, how upset are you allowed to be that, like, your yeah. weird city paradise um, was taken right. from yeah. you? How much memory do you, how many memories do you have? Of like walking from the city of light, yeah. Going back to the whole is memory valuable thing. Okay. Rabbit hole. Rabbit, rabbit. (laughs) But seriously, guys, not every fantasy has to be like right at the bottom of Maslow's pyramid. About smut. Yeah, no. I was just saying, like, not every fantasy has to be has to have to do with the bottom of Maslow's pyramid. I what mean, is at the bottom of Maslow's pyramid. Never mind. Us, us garbage people. <laughs> <laughs> garbage, garbage people. All right, so let's let's get so let's talk about those uh, 
those season four death predictions then. So okay. you've got a structure for this, Joe? Yes, I have, a, I, have a, I have a death structure. Oh, of course you do. Yep, type A. So we have, we have options for you really think this person is going to die. These are on your list of possibilities that someone is going to die. Strong possibilities. And then uh, like ones that you will like go to the writer's room and like stab a couple people uh, if they do kill off this character. Um, so on my for sure is going to be Jasper. Um, I agree. I, I don't think he survives. I, I don't think he survives the season, which I, I, I think we're in agreement that he should have died last season. So at this point, it's just kind of like, you know, like, yeah, he, well, he's playing with he's playing with house money right now. <laughs> is this is this is this a gambling thing or is this is this your degenerate uh contribution have you, to this? have you never heard of that expression before it's a fairly, fairly common colloquialism playing with house money yes is that like a monopoly thing no it is a degenerate gambling thing <laughs> but it's like you know you're up you you know uh-huh. you've, you've, you've you went to the casino with five hundred dollars uh-huh you're you've you ha- now have $1,000. You can put that 500 you came with back in your pocket and just gamble uh-huh. with that 500 You are playing with house money. Oh, everything okay, there is sense. everything is gravy. So that's basically what Jasper's doing. He's playing with house money. Um, I don't think he's really necessary anymore. Um, I don't know if he has a, a marketable skill. Uh, so he's, to, he's, he's on my... He's a chemist. My... <sighs> yeah, no. So um, I think he's going to be on the for sure death thing as well um so here's my thing i I just want to register the fact that i'll be super pissed if jasper dies early on because i think he should have died at the end of season two so (laughs) you're just super pissed he exists that they didn't kill him off between between seasons and just not explain it like now that they kept him alive they should keep him alive for a while they better fine you wanted him alive you get him alive that's it yeah he has to stick around they should have killed him no, they should have killed him during the hiatus and just not explained it, really. <laughs> I would except be for, so oh, he pissed. Could no, no, no. We, he, he's not even dead. All we hear Unless is, it was yeah, a suicide. Really that was, that's fine. If, if he commits suicide during the hiatus, that's fine. But of course that's not going to happen. He's in the trailer. If but, they but did what if, ship him off to Wickville, that would be awesome. Right? Just, he, he and Wick became really good friends. We don't know what happened to him. That's yeah. weird. Never to be spoken of again. Huh. Okay. Um, so... So who are your may who are your maybe dying? My maybes, I think Brian has a pretty good chance, but like I'm not really going to be affected if he dies very much. I'm 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 very Brian agnostic, um, but I do think as far as like characters that matter, trademark, um, I th- I think I think it might be Jaha, um, which for kind of for better or worse, like I I I know that we've like lost a lot of the adults. Um, and you know, like Kane and Abby are very, are very crucial, uh, to the story, but I think that Jaha still brings like his special flavor of like goatee crazy that I think the show will be, I don't know. There's no one else I think in Sky Crew that has the sort of, um, batshit philosophizer that's happening with Jaha that has always sort of happened with him. Um, versus I don't, I don't know if somebody in like in the grounders would like take up that, that kooky mantle. Um, but I, I don't know. I think Jaha might, there might be a strong possibility for Jaha. Yeah. I kind of see him going along the redemption arc death thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's going to be cuckoo crazy because 
I kind of predict that he might be a, a little bit of a mentor to Clark and Bellamy as far as leadership is concerned, because we know that we know that chancellorship is floating around there somewhere. I don't think he'll become mm-hmm. the next chancellor again because um, he's he's gone. He's done a little. He's he's done some shit. He's burned okay. a couple bridges. Yeah, burned a few bridges. Um, killed a couple people. So I don't I don't think he's gonna he's gonna be back in everybody's good graces. But I think he's gonna he's gonna sober up a bit in in the the sanity wise arena. I think he's not gonna be as cuckoo crazy for cocoa puffs as he has been in the past. Um, so I'm very worried about Jaha and his trajectory. Um, the do you way think that, it's going to be good, or do you think he's going to die? Like, what are you worried about specifically? I'm worried about what he, they're going to do with him and how he feels and what role he plays. Because there are just the way that they ended it at the end of season three. His character is in such a weird and unique position. Um, I don't know if he's going to be ashamed. Is it right for him to feel ashamed? Is he going to be, uh, you know, uh, defiant and sort of um, uh, is he going to feel vindicated, you know, or is he going to be like, you messed it up? Uh, are people going to still look up to him or are people pissed at him? Or um, I, it's just so many questions that I feel like the easy path for them would have been to kill him right at the end of season three. But now that they kept him alive, I'm really worried about what they're going to do with him. If he is, you know, I, I hope that, I don't know, he, he seemed confident in the trailer but um, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to feel about what happened. Because he could go, look what you did. Now we're all going to die. Um, that was the whole reason. Or he could be like, I'm so sorry. Or I, I don't know. So I'm yeah, worried I'm, about that. I'm I don't know if I like any of those options. I, I don't like it if he goes all, you know, uh, repentant and kind of like crying, whatever. I don't like it if he goes all you know, double down. I, I don't know what they're going to do. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm very interested to see what they do with Jaha. I think it's, they've got a lot of possibility with him. Um, so, so, my, so I want to say about the maybe part, um, the maybe category, I don't know who specifically, but I feel like if the show wants to keep up this reputation of being high stakes and not being afraid to kill characters and not shying away from, you know, subverting expectations or whatever, or if they want to pull a Game of Thrones, um, they they have to kill like a major character, I feel like. If they keep killing secondary characters in season four, it's going to lose that sense of being high stakes, kind of the way The Walking Dead. Well, who, who would a major character be? Does ja- uh, do, do either uh, Jaha or, or Jasper count as major characters to you? Um, I would say no. I mean, Jaha is... Yeah, Jaha is pr- pretty major, but I mean, they're not, they're like, not main characters. Yeah, like in season one, we had season one and two, we had people like Finn dying, people like Wells dying, people who were like we thought were, you know, important part of the story, or you know, they were delinquents, or they were uh, love interests of the main characters, or you know. So someone at that level, at the level of, I mean, and, and it seems, again, this is one of the reasons I feel like the show needs to end. Um, n- no show has to go beyond season four or five. Is that do you get to a point where you just simply cannot kill the character anymore? Like, can you imagine them killing off Bellamy or Clark? I don't know. So, well, but, so they, yeah. but they have I, to. I they actually. have to kill someone like that if they want to stay 
high stakes. Well, so you're saying that season five should be the last? Is that what you're saying? I think season four should be the last. I know it's not, though. But, but what if what if we end on a cliffhanger? What? No, I think we are. He just we wants, he just wants gonna... to be done with us. Well, oh, that's fair. Shaheen has other shit to do, other podcasts to record for TV yeah. shows that he doesn't no. watch. Yeah, no, okay, I understand. I'm that's thinking fine. of YouTube channel. <laughs> oh my god. Well, so so getting back to deaths, like the last the last sort of area that I have is the like. Why did I get is... to say my maybes? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, so my oh. maybes, my babies are Murphy. Mm, I'm still mad. No, no, you that's, don't get to kill Murphy. A, He's come too far. That's a cut a bitch for Joe. Yeah, yeah. Murphy yeah, and sorry, Raven. I don't want them. to... No. He's he's definitely a maybe. I mean, to go to what to what um, Shaheen is talking about with the with the high stakes, you got to kill off the main character. I think Murphy is elevated to that point right now. Why would um, Murphy be? I think Amora is very likely to die. But she's Who? not. She's Amora? not major at all. I'm just saying. No. You think she'll uh, die? She, she's a maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone's and then a maybe, maybe then, except for like then, Clark. Uh, Murphy also dies. Like. Amori dies and then Murphy dies. Yeah, just, I mean his broken heart. Yeah, it's it's that sappy and pathetic. Well, so um, if you're willing to put Murphy on your maybe list, then who's your cut a bitch list? Well, see, I'm not gonna cut a bitch if Murphy dies. I mean, I'd be upset, but I'm not like cut a bitch like I would be with Raven dying. But like, who else is is she your is she your cut a bitch list, or do you have others? Well, like, where do we think I'm just, I'm just going. Happen? I'm just go, going realistic. Like I don't think they're going to kill Clark. No, there is a possibility that they could kill Bellamy. They um, could, but the, I, I, I don't. Mm, I don't. Think I don't that think they that would. they're ballsy enough to do that. No, I don't think that they are ballsy enough. Um, imagine all the Bellark people would just be like, "Never watching this show again. It's the worst thing in history. Ten out of ten. Um, <laughs> so, but Raven, they already have experience with that. Yeah, no, I I love Raven and um and I would cut a bitch Octavia. I think they Raven could kill her is a off. pretty good high stakes, but she's very, would be yeah, she's very high possible stakes. disposable. I, yeah, I think that they would be stupid to do so because of the representation issue, also because she's just a kick ass character. Octavia, like I said before in a previous podcast, that her story often runs parallel to the main story and it doesn't really intersect a lot as far as importance goes. So I think. You know, if they killed off Octavia, she would have the least amount of impact right now as a main character. Other, She has, like, the impact of, like, a tertiary character at this point. Aside from the impact on Bellamy's, you know, mental health and emotional well-being, if, if they killed off Miller, it would be the same as killing off Octavia. Like, she just doesn't have impact right now. Uh, and I, I hate saying that, but that's kind of the way her story has been going for the past three seasons. Um, they could kill her off, but I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't. She doesn't matter enough to kill off. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just saying that she wouldn't, I wouldn't cut a bitch over her. Okay. Um, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I really, really like Octavia. I just don't think she has been as vital to the story as she, as she needs to be in order for me to go get to cut a bitch status with her. Got it. Uh, Who would yeah. you be pissed about, uh, Shaheen if they killed? Um, I don't know if I have that kind of reaction. <laughs> like, Shaheen doesn't care about characters. 
So <laughs> no, but no. So who? It all who, depends on how they do it and if it, it makes for a good story. <sighs> That's such a cop out answer. Who do you love? <laughs> well, he's like, well, it depends. Like Shaheen, there has to be a character that you'd be so mad that they killed off that you'd like fly to Austin and spray bottle Joe in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like what? What deserves corporal <laughs> aqu- aquatic punishment um, for them killing off a character? Now we have to use that as the cold open because otherwise this, this segment will make no sense. Nope, cold open. No, cold open is capital chicken bubbles. Sorry, they have a boy in a tree story, so that's much more than this. <laughs> it's enchanting. Um, well, I was pissed that Allie died, so. So you're already, that's it. That's like I already a sad, want to cut that a is the lowest show. point that you will ever reach in this show. <laughs> you're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um,. We, Let's go to Shaheen's, Shaheen's predictions. Pick one, Shaheen. Okay. Um, so I was thinking that one day uh, when everything has failed, everyone's going to die. And, you know, they maybe ha- they had a plan and it just went to shit. They're all going to die. Uh, then Raven detects a weird wavelength on the radio. Um, and she's like, oh, my God, this is along the frequency of the arc. Um, and then, you know, she kind of hones in on it and whatever. And there it is. It's a signal from the ghost eye ring. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so you think somebody's, like, still alive up there? Who who would that be? I mean, well, you're saying Go, Allie. Ghost baby walls? No, Shaheen wants it to be Allie. We know this. Um, but he wants it to be like real live alley, like yeah, like alley. like like fleshbot alley. No, wow, but I was okay, thinking you that, went to fleshbot. Jesus, seriously, I was thinking like, what if um, they don't? I mean, they may not bring back the actor or whatever. But what if Allie is sending them uh, like helpful messages? Do we think? I mean, she like this gets into perverse instantiation. Like she doesn't have a way to necessarily affect sort of change. Um, like in the same way, like she can't physically interact with people without the chip. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Allie stuck up in space trying to help them would actually be kind of good. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't think that I, I don't think that Allie was evil. Um, exactly. No, like she, she was just horribly she, misguided. She was trying her best. She was trying her best. Uh, she was like a she she was like a Roomba plowing through a pile of dog shit in the middle of your living room. <laughs> she didn't know it was bad. <laughs> She's trying to clean shit up and it just keeps getting dirty and so she just keeps driving around. I'm just going along my chosen route. Sorry. Because she has like all the satellite images and she can she can tell them what's going on and where to go and stuff. So. Yeah, because her directive wouldn't change. She would still be trying to save people. Yeah, yeah, she's still out there going, hey, guys, um, yeah, I'm still trying to save humanity. Got a minute? Uh, that would be interesting because I would love to see Allie back in a in a, a different capacity. <laughs> I think that would be very interesting. I just, you know, I I don't know. Did, did you maybe think that perhaps there also could be a human still alive up there? Or were um, you just specifically thinking Allie because you've got a hard-on for her, as we've established? <laughs> trash. Well, trash I think... Bot. Th- it was, by the way, what um, talk about perfect segue? Because the last thing I said was 
I was pissed that Ali died, and then this is my prediction. Anyway, no, but I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I they have to bring the arc back in some capacity, right? Or like they have to talk about the arc in some way. Like, why bother sending her so, up to the arc if they're never going to bring it back? Like, is that well, a little that's bit of one like a thing. Chekhov's gun? Well, no, that's one I mean, thing. But I, to, I mean, though. I, I, I'm saying I agree with Jen. Like, even if it's a person. For somehow they they survived. Um, that's still because I think they can't just never mention the arc anymore or never show the arc anymore. Well, there was there was a real there was a reason why she transferred her code up to the arc, and that was so nobody could to, could fuck with it anymore. I mean, that was a, mm-hmm. the the practical reason back when when Raven was trying to to uh, shut her down. Um, right, so right. She had but to do that I for, think for that reason, that, and then she also has of, to be up. Well, she also has to be up there to, um, to so that her code survives what's going on, survives all the shit that's going on on the ground. So there's a very two very practical reasons why she's up right. there. But it there, still we, feels like one of those things. It smells like one of those Chekhov's guns. That you know is what, come Shaheen, back. I fell for so many Chekhov's guns um, <laughs> in season three, and some what, of them what? panned out. Well, so the the first Chekhov's gun was that uh, was the delinquent wristband that Naya had. That turned out to be to be a real thing. Uh-huh. But then I also had that I also had that weird uh, theory about the, the the flame in the lantern, where I thought uh, Octavia and Clark had put the flame in the lantern to protect it to keep it away from them because Allie was going after the humans. She'd never think that they hid it somewhere. Um, maybe that's just my malfunction. Maybe it's really. Yeah, All I think you're the only is, one. Uh, of course, there's also the whole cannibal theory too. That many of us, I still, I, don't, I still maintain the cannibal theory. S- subscribe to that has like not a lot of basis in reality. It's just something that fans kind of like grab onto and Wait, run with. So, are you guys t- saying the farm station cannibalized the farm station? Yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah, and it's just based off of weird glances that fucking Hannah and Pike and the rest of the farm station would give to one another. Like they all I have honestly this, like, have no idea how you get there from weird glances. When were the weird glances being exchanged? <laughs> like the first, the first weird glance is when they're retelling the story about what happened at the farm no, station in in three o two, and and well, Pike and Hannah just looked at ex- each other. Story and they and, ate people. Shaheen, you can't move us off of this. what if they like did they eat the 15 children maybe Maybe. they're tender so tender um sorry oh my god (laughs) okay so uh, moving moving forward i think um so i don't know um what sorry i just i was just gonna say speaking of i was saying like they have to somehow bring the arc back uh, this also applies to the other stations. Like, what happened to them? Like, maybe Raven gets a signal from them, and they're in a different place. And or maybe some one of them didn't never got to the ground. They're still in space. There, right? I mean, there is there is a possibility that there there are other surviving stations that are much further away than Farm Station was. So I guess I guess we'll see. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. That just seems like an extra complication they don't need in a season where they, they kind of want to contract the story and make it more about characters than about plot. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so let's, let's talk about, let's quit quickly guys, quickly go over some of our, our other theories. Cause we've got, we've got 
our, our unity days interview that we got to stick at the end of this. So, um, You've got some maybe theories here, Joe, where they go yeah. south to maybe Brazil. Yeah, I feel um, like they mentioned something about, uh, like, that somewhere, something, I, I think it was posted maybe on Reddit that, like, someone mentioned going south. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then, like, somehow Brazil came up because, what, like, rainforests are, are good f- if you're trying to, like, survive radiation or something. Um, I think... It just, I, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it I don't would know be how they realistic would do that. to get there in no. four months. No, it doesn't seem realistic <laughs> in that sense. Um, I do. I, I. I am curious about sort of this sort of hype up of the end of season four being sort of a giveaway and stuff. I would be curious if we don't know whether whatever it is that they do at the end of season four, whether or not it worked. You know, like that maybe we go into season five not knowing who among any of them lives or dies, and I think that. Okay, that- so. So, How would that work? I can't envision that happening. Like, because this kind of death is uh, like either they're burning or they're not. How would how would that? Yeah, be they're either like, melting or they're or they're fine. Well, I mean, it would be kind of you know maybe they find a bunker that they have to fix, but how are you going to actually know that it gets fixed? Um, yeah. Unless I feel like they have to wrap this up by then. Like, if, I think. Are you saying at the end of season four we're still like? Oh, we found a bunker. Is this gonna work? No, I yeah. That you can't have you can't have a plan. It's like you can't have like a fly by night plan at the very end because um, you're you're fucked at that point. Um, so the end of this. So with the end of the season, it, they did mention or Eliza Taylor mentioned that there is going to be a twist at the end. Um. During but is it going to be like a bullshit twist or like a good at Unity twist? Days? Um, I I think it's probably a really good twist because I don't think they mention a bullshit twist and say, "Oh, you're going to be blown away by it" or whatever. Um, and she couldn't she couldn't um, and and uh, Cabal Chicken and Bubbles go into this in a little bit more detail in the interview that we have in a, in a couple minutes. But um, yeah, so she Eliza could not go into the context at all because that would that would basically spoil a lot of it. So when I heard that. This brought me to my prediction, the prediction that I had for season three, that it was going to end with um, an outside force coming into play. I thought season three was going to end with like black helicopters coming in. And all of a sudden you had this this other faction of people who who were technologically advanced, who had remembered that, hey, um, we had computers and iPads and shit before <laughs> the bombs dropped and we didn't turn into to savages. Um, and there was going to be like, oh my God, there's, there's people and they've got, you know, they've got helicopters and guns and all this kind of crazy shit. And they're just going to wipe everybody out. I have the same, I'm going to, I'm going to transfer that prediction from season three to season four. Like at the end, there's going to be an outside force that suddenly comes into play that changes things in a very vital and dramatic fashion i don't ex- i don't know how i just that's just going to be my prediction so i mean i could see that and i think it would be awesome but at the same time i wonder if that's too close to the end of season one where we were like holy fucking shit there are technologically advanced people why is clark in a white room before we before we found out who they were it had very much that feel of black helicopters coming in yeah um, you yeah know, sort of a mount weather feel but they still, but Mount Weather, they were still like, 
fundamentally right. flawed in that they couldn't exist up on the surface. Right. But we didn't I know I think that. these people are going to be like SEAL Team 6, like they'll fuck your shit up because they've got they've got advanced weaponry, they've got tanks, they've got everything that they need, everything that humanity had before the bombs dropped, and they retained it all, and they can why fuck they, everything up. Why would they come in now, though? Like, I don't fucking know. For okay. Yeah, I kind of feel like they would be like, apart from aliens they would have to be like one you know that um location that they show in the intro sequence called the capital Mm -hmm. we've never seen it um it's it looks pretty advanced so i'm thinking like maybe there are a bunch of people hold up there who are um have like yeah helicopters or whatever yeah we'll see (laughs) that that could be that's uh, and and the cliffhanger that i can imagine like they they think all of their hopes have been shattered and they think they're going to die. And then they see this. And also Ali was working with them. Unknown it, flying object. It, that it was her job to like convince them that the world was still going to end. And so now they had like weeded out the survivors that they wanted to bring into their like helicopter uh, society. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still hoping for a Mount Weather flashback, I'm going to maintain this. Um, if anyone wants to bet against me, like I will happily take your money. I will bet against you. There is no reason for a Mount Weather flashback to to uh, Cage and and uh, and Emerson Mount Weather security de- detail. There's like no reason for it. But those casting, like those two actors, looked so much like Cage and Emerson. Like why why release that casting that casting info and why would you cast people that like look like Jasper dead? might have a flashback. Maybe maybe they all look like that up in Vancouver. You don't know. <laughs> they could just be like just all- like assembly line uh, manufacturing uh male actors. Okay. There. Well, point is uh I want there to be um uh, a cage and Carl Emerson Mount Weather Security Detail flashback. I also I think I think that we might get some more Allie, like whether in the in the past or or present. I think that we're going to get some more Allie. Um, if we do, I I think that maybe we just get her voice, so they just do ADR with her, because um, there has there has been no indication that she's back on the show in any fashion on social media. Right, but wouldn't that be like something that they would keep under fucking wraps? You you know this show can't keep <laughs> anything under fucking wraps. This, the minute Erica Sarah looks towards an airport, everyone's The minute like, her head tilts <laughs> confusedly um, as an AI, yeah. everyone knows. Yeah, this, this show is the show is very bad about uh, very bad about that. Hey, uh, here's a pro tip, CW. Stop sending screeners to everyone with a fucking and I'm putting this in air quotes entertainment blog or at least include me on that list that was joe speaking i have i don't need screeners i have an i have a i have a blog you have a blog shaheen has a blog guess guess who doesn't need screeners we don't we are small potato stop sit send them to um selena wilkin over on hypable eric goldman over at ign and mo ryan over at variety end of list Full stop right there. You don't need to be sending it to randos who who write articles on I, I don't and I don't mean to be disparaging 
online entertainment journalist, but you all suck when it comes to keeping shit under wraps, yo. Stop sharing the screeners with your friends. Stop giving away spoilers on the social media. I'm sick and tired of it. You all fucking ruin it for the rest of us who are really hyped about this show and, and pretty much want to go into it as fresh, fresh as we possibly can, given the fact that we're on social media 24-7, consuming every little tidbit of news about this show. But as journalists, you have a responsibility not only to the fans, but also to the, the people who send you the screeners to not give plot points away. It's just ridiculous. What the fuck is wrong with you? Maybe journalism isn't for you. And I probably just like pissed off a shit ton of people, but I don't care. Nobody I'm listens talking. to this podcast, Jen. Nobody's I know, but I'm talking as a fan. Like, dude, get your shit in order if you consider yourself a journalist. I'm sick and tired of it. God damn it. Anyway, all right, back to... <laughs> We got we to gotta start wrapping this shit up because we've got, we've got about, uh, we got a good bit to go with, um, with our Unity Days recap with our guests. So, um, I want to cut to the Unity Days, um, recap right now with, uh, Capital Chick and Bubbles. And I hope you enjoy the, the info they have to share with us. Joining us today are two very cool and very hungover women, Bubbles Love and Capital <laughs> Chick. Hey, ladies. Hi. Hey, Jen. I mean, we're feeling better now. The pancakes, the sausage, the bacon, this is the Gatorade. Old, this is how I imagined our podcast debut, fueled by Advil and Powerade. <laughs> pancakes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, thank you both for, for taking some time out this morning. Um, you guys have had a very busy weekend, so I appreciate um, you spending a little time with us to talk a little bit about your experience at Unity Days. I just kind of want to get your get your impressions about the event, um, and that was last week. What was the most interesting you, you thing you heard at Unity Days from the cast? I feel like there's a lot and like not a lot. Like they were pretty good about spoilers, but there'd be like little things that would come out. Um, yeah, like that. So I think really the only, and it's just a teaser, but plot related discussion um, because they, which was great, kept a very tight lid on things. Mm -hmm. um, is that yeah. ahead of the finale, there is some really big twist. Yes. Um, and it sounds like the finale is, I think they said it's like the season three finale on crack. It sounds yeah. like a lot of stunts <laughs> and a lot of action, but Eliza Taylor said she can't explain the context because it would be spoil the twist. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was exciting. Yeah. She seemed, you know, she's like, I can't wait for you guys to see it. She seemed yeah. excited about it. So that was, the, the rest was more, um, which I think, I, I, at least it's my favorite part of the show, seemed like a, a lot of comments on character interactions, mm -hmm. um, which I think they were just able to talk about a little bit more generally. Yeah. Um, and so those were more of like the interesting tidbits that were beyond what we've read in sort of the, the press um, discussion of season four so far. Cool. Um, yeah. Do you have a couple that you want? We, we wrote down sort of our big... Well, yeah, I think... One of the biggest ones was, and I think at the time we thought that Chris Larkin was just fucking with us because it <laughs> right. didn't make sense to us. So um, somebody had asked if um, something about like Monty and Bellamy, like our like about their relationship, like did they bonded over choosing Pike last season and like having to realize that they made the wrong decision and come to terms with that. And so 
I, as a viewer, I assumed that they had bonded over that. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a great question because then Chris Larkin's like, you think so? You think they bonded over that? Like, I, I don't know if Monty trusts Bellamy. And I was like, And we looked at each other like, like what? But it seemed like, right, because it just seemed like they were confiding in each other at the end of last season but and Chris Larkin's he's like a he's a funny guy like he he always seems like he's fucking with the audience and we're like (laughs) no he's he's just fucking with us yeah and um but I think there was a tweet that came out later that um Selena from Hypable was she's seen the first three episodes and she said that that is actually there's like merit to what Chris said. Like it's going to be something like a plot point in the first three episodes. So, which is interesting. You know, you guys have talked in the past in the podcast about how Monty has been sort of that person that's key to whether it's spying on fellow citizens or, you know, pulling the lever in Mount Weather. Um, he's always been the person that is helping whether it's Bellamy or Clark or Bellamy and Clark get something done. Instrumental. Yeah, it's instrumental and something doing yeah. something morally questionable. So I don't know if that we could be totally off base, but I think that's an interesting possible it, arc yeah. and character dynamic. Yeah. So so talking a little bit about season four, um, you guys talked a little bit about it seems like there's gonna be more character interactions. I know Yes. I know it's all of us super fans for like, we want so much more character interactions because we got a little short shrifted on that from, from, um, season three. So, so talking a little bit, um, in a larger context, what are some of your general impressions of what we can expect from season four based on, on what the cast, uh, did happen to say? Yeah. Well, that was like a big thing. Um, it was reiterating how much is going to be focused on the characters and it was like kind of a return to the season one type camaraderie, working together, um, focused just, well, I don't know. what. We- yeah, I mean, Lindsay Morgan said it's like season one, but more, I think the word she used, evolved and mature. Mm-hmm. That they've been through a lot. The adults respect mm-hmm. what they have to say more. Um, and so... I know, right? Like, I I could take, like, five bottle episodes, like, never more. Yeah. I'm just in a room talking. Yeah. Um, but it did seem like a lot um, a lot of, you know, whether, whether it's, and this was in response to specific questions, but it sounds like we're going to get scenes with Abby, Clark, Bellamy, Kane debating mm-hmm. what to do in a room. Um, mm-hmm. And then Abby and Raven, Abby and Clark, um, Amori. Raven and Amori. Yeah, that that was was an interesting one. And it was really like the way that we heard about that is because Lindsay on set, like she told the story about how on set she likes to go up to Louisa who, when she's in her mutant hand and like hold her hand because she says it's soft. <laughs> she's like, it's so soft. I love to hold it. And they just were like cracking up on stage. It was in response to it. And so... And we were like, oh my God. So they have a lot... They're, they're going to be interacting. And it, it just isn't... You don't expect that, especially considering like what happened with Raven and Murphy. Um, oh, it's like fascinating. Oh, yeah. Two, two women who have a physical handicap yeah. that they're dealing with. I mean, I just, it has a oh, lot yeah. of, I, think, I hope exciting that that comes up. Potential. Like, um, yeah. I don't think we're reading too much into it. They talked about being on set together a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, that's sort of a Surprising new combination. Surprising and interesting. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I definitely got the impression that, um, Echo is going to have a really big and rather, yeah, Tasia seemed very, 
roll. Yes. She's like, don't, you don't mess with Echo. Like, um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we she's really excited she's about it. She's a royal guard. She's a royal guard. She's very loyal to Esgeta. Yep. Um, which made, which made me wonder if, um, she's going to be like the mirror of what Bellamy was beginning of last season. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I wonder if she's going to be loyal to Asgeta or loyal to Roan, because Roan tends As- to do things Asgeta. a little bit differently. Well, right. Yeah. And those may, I wonder if the, we, those might diverge at some point. Yeah. Um, particularly if Roan wants to cooperate in some way and she doesn't think it's in Asgeta's best interest. Yeah. Well, yeah. did you guys see the new little teaser that came out today or? No. There's like a clip of Clark being held with a sword by Echo. Yeah, sorted her throat. Like a, yes, yes. Come so, on, Keppel, chick. Get with the things that are just recently. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I she was really protesting hey. for our democracy. Uh, no, <laughs> she did. The reason you didn't see it and I did is because I stayed in bed a little longer because I was hungover as fuck and I was looking at things on my phone. While we were cooking you pancakes. <laughs> no. is that what I did? <laughs> yes, yes. No, this was before that when you were having to deal with your children and I was just like in bed, like, I don't have kids. Like, <laughs> I need to get my priorities straight. <laughs> Children, the women's march. What am I doing? What am I doing with my time? Why aren't you like concentrating more on the latest news that's coming out, out on Twitter about the I mean, I usually am. I took one day off to be more responsible in this teaser. <laughs> I mean, it's important for kids to learn independence. Yeah, our, our, it's true. To me. So our exciting, like our one exclusive Mm. tidbit oh my god autograph session yes because you know that i'm obsessed with shut up murphy like it's my favorite line (laughs) if if i could have my way it would be a different character saying it every episode yeah you just wait to find out is it going to be kane who says shut up is it going to be raven and then that episode where murphy says it to himself (laughs) (laughs) that's the culmination of all of his arc because he tells himself to shut up um so we did hear we because uh, I was having the cast sign my poster just all writing "Shut Up Murphy" and <laughs> <laughs> or if it's relevant to their character. Yeah. Um, and Bob had said, "Oh no, Richard no, said Richard, first." Yeah. Started laughing and was like, "Oh, somebody just said that to me the other day filming." Um, <laughs> and then when we had we were at the autograph for Bob, he was like, "I just oh, I just said that to." I just said that the other day, and then he did the like deep Batman. Oh my voice. god, I I, I and, died, and, we were, and the whole room like stopped. <laughs> my brain just like and he's like, and I tried different things. I said, "Can, can it, Murphy? Murphy? Shut up, Murphy!" Can and like, Murphy? <laughs> no, can it, Murph? Can yeah. it, Murph? <laughs> so um, we may get a different iteration. Yeah, then, we don't know what's gonna get like. And I don't there. actually know how I feel about that. I might be a shut up, Murphy purist. Uh, you know what? I think Bob can pull off anything. <laughs> Hopefully it's closed. I just want to be clear that that was Bubbles that said that. Um, (laughs) I respect him as a person. I don't mean to objectify. Oh, nobody. Do it all the time. (laughs) He's just so cute. Um, So speaking of Bob, um, what did he smell like? (laughs) He smelled like hope and sunshine. And I know this because I hugged him like seven times. (laughs) Really gonna listen to this, right? <laughs> no one's gonna listen. Um, they they tuned out when I started gushing yeah. over Bellamy. 
But I was not weird about it. I did not seek out these hugs. I just want to be clear. <laughs> this is your I, impression of your own action. I wasn't I weird about it. it. I watched it. Yes. I was Chick an observer. And to be honest, most of the cast initiated hugs. Yes. The it was always initiated oh. by the cast. I also hugged Murphy. I slash did. Richard Harmon. I did. And so, who else did I hug? Oh. Um, who else did I have? A lot of them. I don't remember. So go on, Jen. Sorry. So, so basically everything that, um, that was coming out of Unity, Unity Days on Twitter was um, very positive about the cast. And they seem so to really enjoy positive. interacting with one another. And they, they have a great time interacting with fans. So I'm guessing that's the impression you guys came away with, too. I mean, Bob, you did get to hug Bob seven times. I and know, no, that's not weird or excessive. <laughs> I mean, look at him. <laughs> so we, um, yeah, I mean, you hear it all the time and you hear them say it in interviews, but I, and I know that they are actors, um, but yeah. I just think there's some things that you can't, that you can't fake and they yeah. just, the affection and they're just like on stage, like laying on each other and oh. like you could tell Jared, that- Joseph and, um, what's. Jackson. Sation? Yes, I don't know how to say his name. Um, Sation leans in and kisses Jared on the cheek. Like, so cute. And so Jared turns and kisses him back on the cheek. It was just like the cutest little moment. Yeah, they just, um, you could just tell that they enjoy hanging out with each other. Yeah. And that they are really um, humble and and grateful. um, Yeah. And really passionate about what the show's trying to say and and making people question Mm -hmm. their, you know, moral, their values, political values. I mean, you can tell that they are, I think those are some of my most favorite moments is it's fun to get all the details, but Mm. um, they talked a lot about how unlike being an actor on stage, you are filming in a vacuum. And so Mm -hmm. when they interact with fans it felt like they kept saying over and over, different people over and over again that they just like feed off of it because yeah. they're, they're getting to see what what they do and how it affects people. Yeah. Um, because like in a play, you have that instant feedback from right. an audience, but they don't yeah. have that. And there was some really moving. I mean, really, I don't want to be like cheesy, but there were some really moving moments. You know, a, a woman in a wheelchair who dressed like Raven oh my and God. did a brace. She had for leggings herself. that were had a drawn on Raven brace on them. Yeah. And what that means to her to see somebody who's disabled and struggling with it Mm -hmm. on television. There were a lot of moments, um, like that, um, that were just really, you know, it's, I know we're just there all about a TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh but it's clear that it's touched people, um, in real ways. So that was just really, yeah, it was, yeah, it was great to see. Well, let's talk a little bit about the fans. Another one of the things that came out of Unity Days was the unity among the fans. That there was, the, you know, there was no animosity between people. There were no ship wars. It's, you know. I mean, not people, even a little bit. People not, were having a great time. Like, not at all. Which is, a, I, to me, it was both, whether it was Unity Days last weekend. Yeah. Um, or Bubbles and I in D.C. doing the march yesterday. When you see people together talking face to face, it makes you realize that those like loud negative voices just aren't necessarily the majority. 
if yeah. that makes sense. Like, not at all. Because at Unity Days, you had somebody wearing a t-shirt that said Team Adults, standing <laughs> next to somebody who said Murphy Trash, standing next to someone with Blark, standing next to someone with Hi, And they're all talking about how they, like, you know, stayed up till 2 a.m. reading some fanfic last night. And it was probably all different ones. It was. It was definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just really fun and just um you know obviously we're all a little bit obsessed with this television show we just like checked our dignity at the door and just like just <laughs> jumped in and the costumes i mean some oh my god i can't even believe some of them that are were so, like the monty the people should clerks. be doing it for real kane somebody came as kane kane and monty i was like oh my god we touched the beard yeah well, it sounded like and, it was oh, a some, great time. Somebody made a season three Clark oh my God. costume, it including was, detailing that they had made from like rubber tires. Yes. And it was unbelievable. No, she said it was it was exact to like the rips. Like yeah. she oh my studied God. it. She, she should be doing it. Was it was beautiful. For, she and be, her, her wig was beautiful. Like yeah. it was just like, it, it was really impressive. Was it better than Clark's wig in season three? <laughs> a mop was better than Clark's wig. <laughs> <laughs> that is an insult to mops everywhere, Bob. I know it is. And the it's baby. Clark. There was a baby Octavia. Oh, my God. Baby Octavia. Oh, yeah. The Bellark couple. The Bellark baby. The Bo- yeah. The Bellark couple had, um, oh, my gosh. We just. <gasps> we, we met her. How did you say it, Jeff? You said Bellark. Bellark. You said Bellark. And I say We say Bellark. We say Bellark. Right. Um, well, no, you guys so that baby was... Uh, it, 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 I recognize it. It's wrong. I don't um, know. As captain of the Blark team. <laughs> <laughs> Bubbles, Bubbles and Danny will decide what is right and what is wrong. What you say it. Um, so it's, the baby it's was not baby pronounced, Octavia. It's not pronounced Kleeksa? <laughs> <laughs> How is the weirdest you could say Kleeksa? Yeah. Kleeksa. <laughs> So what are some of the things you got <laughs> what are some of the things you guys enjoyed most about Unity Days? I was actually really excited to meet the Blark baby. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um we we got to the first panel, like the welcoming panel, and sat behind them. And then Bubbles took a picture of the baby's foot, put it on Twitter, and then the I couple had someone send it got back to them. <laughs> so somebody in the UK sent them the photo of their baby, which was taken by somebody sitting behind them. And they turned to us and they're like, they showed it to us and I was like, uh, sorry, it's not the space though. It's just the foot. I was trying to be super respectful. <laughs> um, I, they were a delight, by the way. Yeah, um, they, are de- they are delightful. And very experienced con goers. Oh my god, yeah. Very good advice. Yeah. Um, and this was both our first cons. Yeah. Um, I think we probably were really spoiled by it because yeah, it was so intimate. It was, that's um, what I heard from people, yeah. That uh, it sounds like when you go to the big ones, you basically have to dedicate an entire day just trying to get into one panel. We were hearing about Comic-Con and it's just like half of it is being in line. Yeah. And then like the few minutes that you get to interact or the panel and you might not even get into the panel. And yeah. in this, we like we were able to get into everything. We were able to get photos with everybody, autographs. Yeah, 
I think the only way it could have been better is if you guys had been on the meta panel. I know. I think that was the only thing really missing. Oh, Michelle, yeah. you guys are you guys are great. I, I want to thank you guys for um from for repping our podcast there because uh, you guys. Uh, it was all chick. She was amazing. She handed out so many stickers, like you would not believe it. And then they'd be really disappointed. They'd and be they like, loved. Are them. you Joe? Are you Jen? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. But I'm. But I'm friends with them, I think. I know them. <laughs> I know them. I'm internet friends with them, and they sent me stickers to hand out. They know my address. <laughs> uh, but you, I, you guys, we have we need to really thank you guys for that. That was we appreciate aw. your efforts a great deal to spread the gospel of May We Geek again. It was our pleasure. <laughs> And we met fans like of you guys from like different countries. It was really that, that part was really fun. So we met um, yeah. this wonderful woman from Mexico, yeah. and she was like, oh, "I love that podcast." And it was um, it was it was just you guys she are international and global. Yeah, well, it's it's exciting to hear people interacting who you know you don't know who they are, but they're like, "Oh, we like that podcast." I'm like. Oh, that's so cool. And it's just over this 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 show that we all love. Um, and it obviously brings in so many different types of fans because, you know, we're all very different people. We all come from different walks of life. But we love this show. It unifies us. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys had a great time at Unity Days. Are you going to go again next year? I Only go. if you guys are on the meta panel. Yeah, really. It's the deal breaker. Yeah. Um, I would totally go again um, as long as I could justify... I justified it by turning 40 this year, that it was my big trip, but, (laughs) (laughs) and the most embarrassing moment was talking to this mom who had gotten it for her daughter's 16th birthday. (laughs) She's like, it's her sweet 16. And I was like, it's my 40th. (laughs) You probably are going to need a very loud and bright team adults shirt next year. Yeah, there was there were some great team adults t-shirts. Yeah, a whole contingent that was team adult um, that asked a lot of great like Abby Kane Jaha yeah. questions. So. I mean, I like that on the internet. It seems like there are only Balark and Klexa people I, and some Cabby people. But there's Memori t-shirts. But there was and- like yeah, that's, I think that's one of my favorite things is to see that there's so many fans of all the different aspects of the show. Um, like the person who dressed up as Monty, that was such a good cosplay. That was oh a God. great costume. And he and Christopher Larkin was so or excited. Had a chocolate cake. Yeah. yeah, he was so excited. And I thought that like, chocolate nobody cake was real. Those I was like, did that come too. with the VIP yeah. ticket? I was like, where'd you get that? Do they have that downstairs? Because <laughs> I wanted some cake. It looked really good. She made that, right? The cake? No, she ordered like. Oh, she ordered it's a toy, okay, like off of Amazon, but it Got looked it. delicious. <clears throat> Um, but yes. I would definitely, I would definitely go back. It was really, oh, yeah. really fun and um, just such a weird experience to be like, I know you from the internet. Hi, what's I your bubbles real of name? love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was that. I was like, oh, it's me, bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one thing you should really think through what your fake fandom name is when you yeah. then someday may have yeah, to introduce you yourself in person as that Bullard with name? two ones and <laughs> and then asterisks like right um but hopefully you guys will be there next year hopefully so it'd be nice to actually have to go out and get a passport yes i am one of those sad people who does not have a passport oh my god it's so easy yeah you say that but it takes time 
Well, if you wait until two weeks before you have to go and then and you have your airplane ticket, you can just go to the um the passport office and get an appointment and have it the next day. Because that's what I do. Oh, you just have to, you just have to pay sixty dollars more. You have to have oh. a, a ticket, an international ticket. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe wanted to ask a question. Oh, where Who, is she? <laughs> she is she is running errands, um, probably at the grocery store buying healthy food. Um, but she wants to know who would make the best first human sacrifice for Cannibal Crew. We di- we discussed this. We um, oh great. Do you mean wait? Do you mean as a character or as the actor? And what what does this mean? Like they're getting do you, who do you do we think they'd be the most delicious? Like what? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with character, and I'm gonna say most delicious. Uh but like I mean Bob is obviously the most delicious, but I I would not. Nico Nico has the most meat. Yeah, he's he's a tall dude. Yeah. And we got really excited for you, John, when he walked on stage. Oh yeah. He has a presence. <laughs> yeah, um, he's uh he's my jam, tell you what. He's a tall chunk of water. <laughs> Although Harper Harper and Chelsea Reese, I'm she seemed so excited and said that uh Harper has so many great scenes and she's, she's in almost in every, every episode. episode. Yeah. Um and she is like just a delightful human. Oh my god! She so, was like a champagne bubble. I don't really know the criteria the for for what for who we who we would want eaten. That's a tough question. I just I say Nico because he would feed the most mouths. Yeah, yeah. But do you think he's dude. do you think he's the most delicious though? Taste wise, I mean, yeah. it'd be a little gamey. He's pretty muscly. <laughs> I think Jasper would be a little stringy. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of like jerky-like. I mean, if I only there was like a, a a chubby cast member, but there isn't. Yeah. Is I that think, kind of like, hmm? I think like maybe Monty would be delicious. Hmm. He's just a cinnamon There's not a lot of meat on him, There's though. not a lot of meat on him, yeah. Yeah, that's why we'd have to fight over him. He is hilarious, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> He's hilarious, and you just don't know when he's messing with you. Like, he had this whole thing where he asked the whole audience if they'd ever been through a bad breakup. It, which made, oh, yeah, that made us, like, worry that there's going to be, like, a breakup. Because he was like, so Harper and Monty, it could be on the brink of this exciting, like, yeah. adult relationship, or it could crush someone's soul. <laughs> and you're like, are you It made me wonder if, us? like, what if Harper chooses team live or, yeah. or not yeah or like and monty chooses team, team fight right because hmm. yeah. i feel like that has to be like a plot point like i think i think to that's show gonna, the divide i think that's gonna be one of the main conflicts is like what team are you on and then how does it affect the friendships that you know the, how does that affect like the political scene and how does it affect mm-hmm. the friendships that we've come to know and love right and i don't think it's going to be static so I know at first we're talking, you know, we're talking about, you see Jasper in the promos mm-hmm, being like, yeah. I want to live. But I got the impression that, I mean, Lindsay Morgan said, or somebody asked the question and she said, that sums up season four in a nutshell, that they will be tested so many times and in so many different ways that some people may break mm-hmm. and some people might sort of rise up to new leadership. Um, 
or just sort of rising to the occasion. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that will necessarily be a static thing. Yeah. And speaking of Lindsay, when we were in line to get her autograph, um, the person in front of us, I don't know what she asked her, but Lindsay was like, everyone's worried about me dying. Like if I die, everyone dies. That's, yeah, that was, <laughs> so I just wanted to say I don't think we need to worry about Raven. Knock on wood. Knock, Knock on wood. Okay, so Bubbles, if she does die, I am I'm sorry. flying to New York and I'm oh, yeah, going to visit. punch you in the face because that is my greatest fear is that Raven dies. Like there are some other people who would break me if they died, but they're main characters. But mm-hmm. the whole the whole thing around like the. Rumors around Raven and backstage stuff is like, ugh, she can't die. She's what too important. What is the backstage stuff? I, I see, and that's one of those things that uh, when you see them in person, uh-huh. there does not, I mean, I know that they're in front of a crowd and so they're not going to be airing, but they all just seem really happy and like yeah. they love their jobs. And yeah. just, they were, at one point, people were even cracking up about how or cracking jokes about how they use, I think Aaron Ginsburg sent in a question um, for the panel (laughs) asking, asking um, Richard and Jared and Monty and Sasha. Oh, wasn't it? If they, when they get a script, do they just read their lines or do they actually read the whole thing through? Um, And they all talked about how early on in the show, they all used to look at the last page to see if they died. (laughs) and and then they'd be like okay I'm still alive now I'll figure out what I have to actually say and they just seemed and they were like but now we don't have to do that anymore and one of them said like job security and so I I mean this is the thing that I'm really and you know that this is the the horse that I beat dead like every day but I just don't know if we're going to see like five characters getting killed off Mm -hmm. when the stakes are already everyone's gonna die in six months um, yeah. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see. And obviously there were some actors that weren't there. Um, and so we couldn't, you know, we can't get, Jasper. we couldn't get a feel from Devin. Um, yeah. so right. I mean, that's a big question mark people have. That, that's a one problem I had and not problem, but something I would like to see different next year is I want to see some adults there. I know. I know. We were saying like, how great would it have been to have had well, no. Erica Sarah um, or uh, Michael Beach? Yeah. Oh my God. I would have loved to meet Michael Beach. Like the cast love him. Like there was yeah. a moment they gave him like a huge shout out. Um, they miss him. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cute. It would um, have been really great. I would love to hear from Paige Turco or from Henry and well, Cusick. Or- Henry and Cusick, he tweeted that thing about him and Paige being at a con maybe in the future. Yeah. So that's what your ticket, John. I don't know. If, if, <laughs> I, I don't know if it has to do with you know their availability and they have kids and they yeah, you know. Um, I think it, I think that's a lot of it. But the, I think the interest is certainly there because there were a lot of people talking about how they would have loved to have had team adult as well. Yeah. Um, and you just don't get to hear from them as often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely would like to see some team adults next year at Unity Days. I think it would be great. Um, yeah. So. You guys, it sounds like it's a great time. You guys had a great time. You, and, and you guys are lucky. You're going from one weekend of love to another weekend of love. So, you know, I, we kind of have to keep the love going on because we're, you know, we're about to dive into some uncharted waters, both uh, politically and with the show as well. Um, yeah, so I'm I glad mean, you guys had fun, man. Yeah, I know that it sounds like absurd to draw a parallel between a TV con and <laughs> a, a 
political protest yesterday, but yeah. um, they both, we, I, and I was, I mean, the best part of both is I got to meet Bubbles and hang out with her and, and meet, it's like, <laughs> Avi. introduce her to my friends and say, here's my friend I meet on Reddit. Oh my God, we had to do that this weekend and it was, it was interesting. We've had so many conversations of friends being like, wait, so you met on Reddit and on, on wait, a website. It's you a went website? to a TV com? Wait, who are you? <laughs> so, Someone asked you if, if we were going to run away together. <laughs> and in fact, it, and like ahead of time, Bubbles was like, so should we make up a fake backstory? Yeah, or do we admit that we met on Reddit? <laughs> because, I mean, I don't, I don't mind, but like, it is like a lot to explain. <laughs> it's a lot to explain, but I mean, the thing is, is that, I, I mean, that, and that, it's just so great. Re- like meeting people that you've been reading their writing and they've been mm-hmm. or listening to their podcasts and they've made you know made you think about things um and then you get to go to a con like this and and meet them and talk mm-hmm. to them and so you kind of feel like you already know them although you realize that you don't even know their real name <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a funny experience but to answer the question we call each other our real names in person <laughs> sometimes sometimes yeah yeah. Well, it's fine. I mean, you know, this is a new normal, guys. Meeting people from across the globe via the internet, that's that's kind of where we are now. So yeah, it might be it might first. be a little hard to explain, but hey, it's worth it, guys. It is. Um, and I've had a great great time talking to you guys about Unity Days, and I want to thank you both for, for spending a little time this morning. Um, and then you guys go back to um, eating your bacon and sausage or whatever. Over as fuck. Um, <laughs> Hangover cures you guys have. I think we're going to hook up an IV. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, that's a good idea. (laughs) Direct line. That is a great idea. Good to talk to you, Jem. Yeah. I want to give a huge thank you to Capital Chick and Bubbles, uh, Bubbles Love, um, for sharing that with us. Um, They're both hungover as fuck, so, you know, they got some pancakes and some breakfast meats in them and shared that their experience at Unity Day. So thanks so much, guys. I'm glad you had such a great time there. It sounds like it's just a big fan love fest. And that's what that's what this fandom needs. There's Sometimes there's some negativity on the social medias. Um, and it's, it's a good reminder that the majority of people are kind and happy and love to share their love for the show with other people. And and um, hopefully hopefully some of our like three fans that may have gone there got got the stickers. We we made some stickers. Uh Capital Chick passed them out. She was dressed as Allie. Um, yeah, great cosplay you know, those by will be Capital Chick. Collectors items. Um never <laughs> probably. Um so don't unsticky them cuz you know, you got to you got to put it in the in the like lucite case yeah. because yeah, you know, like in 15 it, years like, from now you got to keep that shit mint condition, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking as a collector of comic books, just put it, bag and board it right now. Keep it in mint condition. Maybe get it graded so it's like worth <laughs> we like will provide maybe certificates of authenticity. 55 cents versus 50 cents. I mean, guys, the, this is an investment in your future, basically. Yeah. So perfect. Thank you, guys. You are awesome. I want to <laughs> thank you, too. Um, Kisses. Oh, goodness. Oh, Oh my! <laughs> Flirty uh, Shaheen I'm, comes out today. I, I seriously, I don't. I'm, I'm sure there are more than one listener right now that has the vapors. Um, so, so the next episode, our 18th episode, is going to be our very first. Well, actually, no, it's not our first covering an episode a- after it occurs because we did that with uh, the end of season three. But we are going to be covering 
episode, the first episode of season four in our next episode. Super excited to share oh, the whole shit. experience with you guys. Um, it is going to be fun. Um, there is going to be some cabbie sex going down. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Jack. So, uh, I mean, there's going to be some wrist problems. Wrist you know, or wrist? S- like wait, body wait, part? Wrist. Wrist. Certain positions aren't going to be so easy. Because they're old? Because oh, they're old? <laughs> no, because of the fucking uh, the Kane's wrists are all fucked up now. Uh, we could just lay there and take well, it. You know, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe a little reverse cowgirl. Um, you know, we know how the Griffin women like, yeah, to, like to roll. Cool. Um, are we going to talk about TV shows? Yes, we are going to talk about TV shows. So, guess TV who shows, has a TV show? I am blown away that Shaheen has a TV show to recommend. Shaheen, tell away, us Shaheen. about the I TV finally show. watched Westworld. Did you watch all of it? No, I, I watched like three episodes. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, it's awesome. I like it. Um, I I generally yeah. like the the whole um false reality theme. Um, and I don't mean like virtual reality, like the City of Light, which I also like. But I like this idea of false reality. That you know, I I like the Matrix. I like um the Truman Show. Um, I, I even like this movie called They Live. I don't know if you guys ever watched it. Um, never heard of it. I'll look at it. And. I, I think it's because this is a little bit of oversharing now. Um, I, uh, as a child, always had this um, paranoia that everyone around me is fake. I like sometimes I thought like maybe my mom and and, like everyone is fake, like my family. Uh, Everyone is just playing with me. Um, And so when I watched the Truman Show, I was like, "This is my childhood nightmare." Like I, I. this is what I thought, like for that is, six years of my life. Do you wait? An, what, do you still think it? <laughs> you love it, right? That is just That's a awesome. weird, oddly specific childhood fear. Yeah. Is there a name for well, it? Now you know that, and you can't unknow that. Um, I don't think it's an unreasonable thing to think about because I, <laughs> I, I think that like it's sort of just like a version of sort of the kid fantasy of these aren't my real parents, this isn't my real life. So, you know, it's like the Harry Potter fantasy where, oh, you know, yeah, at like, some point someone is going to tell you this isn't your life. Like you have mm-hmm. a better life waiting out yeah. there for you. Maybe. Sorry, guys. It never happens. It doesn't <laughs> get better. Terrible. It never gets better. <laughs> you just get um, older. <laughs> so anyway, I, I like that idea. I'm glad that you um, like the show and that you're finally watching it, Shaheen. Thank you so much. God, wouldn't it have been terrible though if you came on the show and you're like, "This is, this is a terrible show." I don't. I would, I, have, I would have burned this podcast down. I'd just be like, uh, "Well, <laughs> that's it, guys. End of podcast." Because Westworld is objectively awesome, and anyone who disagrees with that is dumb. Uh-huh. Full stop. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Joe, now, now I'm motivated to disagree with that. <laughs> now you're going to wa- go and watch and be like, I hate this he's show. Gonna, he's trying to sabotage <laughs> this shit. So Joe, you're still watching uh, per- Person, Person of Interest, interest uh, because there are so many goddamn episodes of it. That said, again, once you get like halfway through season two, this show is so similar to what The Hundred talks about, like verbatim talking about, does the end justify the means? What do we do about a computer AI whose mission is to do good, but you know, maybe we don't agree with sort of the methods that an AI thinks 
that, you know, need to happen or need to pass through in order to achieve that good. Um, You know, what, what is it about our actions that make us good or evil? And like, I want to say like the show even specifically was like, maybe there are no good or bad guys. And you're like, well, let me recommend a show to you person of interest people. How about the hundred? It's sort of just like it, it, it's basically in some ways, the hundred, a lot of ideas, but set in modern, modern times and like specifically modern New York. Um, I I really like it. Again, like I would even say you could probably just read a summary of the first season and just skip (laughs) those 22 episodes if you don't have time because it is, it's very procedural when you start. Um, But once you get into the show and it kind of abandons that, it's, it's, it's moral questions about AIs and do the ends justify the means. So if you like the hundred, you'll like that. Yeah, and if you're above the age of 45, you'll enjoy the procedural elements of season one. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you've got nothing um, then, better going on. Yeah, and then you'll be like, as soon as it starts getting more serialized, you'll be like, oh, why is this more like C- CSI? Wait, I can't. What did I, you know, I missed three weeks and I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, that's because you need to watch every episode. But it's all on Netflix, so, you know, yeah, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. All right. What about you, Jeff? So, so my TV show um, is on MTV, and it's called Sweet Vicious. Sweet slash vicious. Um, it's about two college-aged um, women who are basically vigilantes against uh, sex offenders on campus. And I think it's a it's a very very important show um, to be on TV right now. Uh, it tackles some really heavy subjects and has some really great acting, but also has a lot of light moments as well. I think it's, it, it balances the seriousness of, um, post-traumatic stress disorder associated with rape and the, the, the people not believing your story that you were raped, especially like women in positions of authority. Like it's just like kind of shocking. Some of the stories it's willing to tell and, it's really, really good, really well acted. And I think perfect, a perfect show for right now in the kind of the cultural climate we're in, where um, the whole, you can, you know, do anything you want to a woman, get away with it as, as demonstrated by some of our, our leaders and our judicial system has, has occurred. This show is kind of a, a, a bringing the, the power and uh, strength back to women. So it's really, really good. Um, not something you'd expect to see on MTV, you mean? Yeah, it's not something you'd expect on MTV, the purveyors of Teen Mom 37, um, (laughs) which I am not, I am, I am trashy, but I'm not that trashy. I will not watch that You have a line in the trash. Yes, I do have a line. It's like, it's like where the, the banana peels are. And like on the other, the other side of that line that I do not cross are like the, the like raw chicken bits that have been discarded. That smell like a dead body. No, I'm gonna stay over There's here like a sweet with like, spot. like the paper, like the paper plates, and like the the gum wrappers and shit. I'm gonna stay on this side of the trash. Um, so uh, that's what we're watching. Uh, again, magicians uh, coming back on TV uh, in a couple days on Sci-Fi. Like everything's yeah. finally coming uh, back. Everything is finally coming back. Not all of it is worth watching. I st- I say this as somebody who watches all of it. Uh, <laughs> Some of it's crap. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, catch us in two weeks when we start talking about ooh, season, season four. I'm so excited. Ooh. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Cabbie sex in the first episode? Uh, 
they don't have to. They can slow burn it a little for me in season four. But don't you can work me up to a bit of a fever pitch, but let's get it like under five episodes, right? Okay. 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 Um, so, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say season episode one. I think I think we're gonna get cabbie oh, sex episode one. We are gonna get some old people rubbing up on each other. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then and then Kane dies because he had sex with the Griffin, and then our whole trajectory how, of the season is fucked. How? Oh, that wasn't even you? one of your predictions. I know, I know. I just, I well, wasn't I just even a death me. prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Griffin sex, like that's that's just that's easy money. <laughs> Kane gonna, dying would be pretty good in terms of um, major death. I, how I dare take both it. of you? I hate both of you. I take it, Abby Kane. We'll get you a commemorative uh, in memoriam body pillow of Kane. <laughs> Just give me that com- that commemorative cabbie sex decorative plate that I can put up with the rest of my decorative plates for meaningful TV moments. That and like what? Yeah. What others? <laughs> like something with Battlestar Galactica. You have the Princess Diana one. Um, Dallas, maybe. Yeah. D- Dallas? I never watched Dallas. Sorry. No. Me yeah. Neither. Okay. Not going to have a commemorative plate for that. So thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> uh, until next time, may we geek again. Bye. Take it easy, guys. We are not nice. We are. N- <laughs> did you listen to my rant about entertainment journalists? Oh, so I actually did have a friend who like tried to give our podcast a listen. The one who like rewatched the show with me, and uh-huh. she was like, and she's actually a very nice person. She was like, I mean, maybe I just don't know Jen, but she seems really mean to you. And I was, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, I'm not that's, upset. That's by it. the show, guys. I mean, that's like that's, that's the show. Jen being a cunt. Dun dun dun. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs>